Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I'm Craig Williams, and I'll be taking you on a culinary journey around Walt Disney World. Before I get started, I want to remind you this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us, please consider booking a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money, and you get the support of an awesome Dreams Unlimited Travel agent. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free no-obligation quote. Yes, the Disney Dining Show is back, and I know it's been gone for many months, and I received a lot of incredible messages about hoping that it would come back, and I'm finally at a place where it can come back because the Disney Dining Show has changed, basically, how it's going to release. Uh, for context, the reason why we first stopped posting to the audio feed with the Disney Dining Show a couple years ago is because we changed how we were doing dining reviews. Uh, we were trying to do more during the week at Walt Disney World and beyond. And because of that, it wasn't really a weekly dining show. And so I decided to start stringing together the reviews and trying to give a little context before and after and kept up with it for a while until life just got very, very busy. And, you know, it's it's always busy, but just some things were happening that really threw a wrench in the entire system. And I just fell behind, caught back up for a little bit and then fell behind for months. Uh, but in that time, we have changed how we're doing dining reviews. Uh, if you are a watcher on YouTube, you already know this. We have basically gotten rid of our Disney dining channel that we had. It still exists and you can still watch all of the reviews that we were doing over there. But new reviews moving forward were moved back to our Diz Unplugged YouTube channel. And because of that, we have basically gone from doing all these the snack reviews and the quick service reviews. And basically, all these reviews that weren't very thorough because they were just one person going out and, uh, you know, not not the best quality that they could be because of that. We've we've kind of eliminated that mindset and we are back to one Disney dining show a week that we can really sink our teeth into. And that's going to be the plan moving forward. And because of that, now I can basically eliminate this style of how I did this show before with having to put in the context in between the dining reviews, because it's just going to be one episode and that's it. So we're going to get back on a good schedule with this. I do promise that. Uh, right now, we, we haven't locked in a solid date for when dining reviews are actually going to be uh, released even with YouTube. We messed around with it on Wednesday. We messed around with it on a Thursday. Uh, but, you know, I know it's not going to be on a Tuesday. I know it's not going to be on a Friday, potentially maybe Monday moving uh, further down into the future here. But uh, once we figure that out, it will be a lot easier to to be able to say like, hey, expect new episodes on this date. Uh, so for I basically think for the rest of the year, it'll probably be on Thursdays. But that could always change. Just, you know, keep an eye out and uh, keep keep being subscribed to the feed. So that way you do get the new episodes when they drop. That being said, we still have a bunch of reviews that never made it to the audio feed from the Disney Dining YouTube channel that I'm going to try to bring back uh, just so that way we can make sure that you have all those reviews. I'll, I'll tag them in on the end of the new episodes kind of as like an you know, extra, extra reviews to go along with whatever the, the current review is. And who knows, uh, the 
Disney dining show also might have studio episodes like it did when the show first originated uh, before it became just solely about doing the in-park dining reviews. So that could be something that is happening, too. Uh, we, we are not really locking into anything yet and just kind of trying to find out what works best and what is the most helpful for everyone out there who's trying to plan vacations. And uh, with that, I need to say, too, that there could be some inconsistencies over the next couple months with the shows, because while I am getting it back onto a regular schedule now that we are fixing the YouTube side of things, I am about to go on paternity leave very soon for the birth of my child coming up. And because of that, I could miss some deadlines. I'm not going to be actually working during that time, but I'm going to try to help out with the uh, with anything that I can with the rest of the team who'll still be making sure that the show goes on. But if there are any issues with it, please know that it's probably because there's something that uh, some of the other guys need help with. And I'm probably just not answering my phone because I'm either helping with a baby or completely passed out from being exhausted of having our first child. But that kind of explains everything that's going on right now with the Disney Dining Show, where we're at. So for this week's episode, we're going to have a mega one where I'm going to basically catch up on the reviews that have gone out weekly so far on the Dis Unplugged. Uh, we've been doing this for a month now, and we've had four reviews. And then moving on in the upcoming weeks, we will go down to uh, one review being released each week. And then, you know, I, I, like I said, I'll probably tack on some of the the extra dining reviews that we've we've done in the past for the Disney Dining YouTube channel that haven't been released yet in audio, and we will take it from there. But uh, I'm going to start with the first one that we posted on Diz Unplugged on our, our YouTube channel, and that is a review of Nine Dragons at Epcot, uh, starring Panda and Erica, which I'm really starting to think now because uh, it's been such a long time since we've had episodes and regular episodes. I'm not even sure if Erica has made a debut on the show in any way, shape or form. But Erica's on the content team and she is also in charge of social media and really, really handling that. So you'll see her name on articles on the Diz and you'll you'll see her on our social media. And then, of course, Panda is one of our associate producers on the show. And yes, let's uh, jump into this first review. A lunch review of Nine Dragons. Okay, so first up, I want to talk about the vegetable spring rolls. Um, they were really good. I know, like, it's just a little crunchy outside with some vegetables in it, but it was really good. The perfect amount of crunch on the outside. Um, I really loved it. It was $5.25. Uh, it brought two with a really great sauce on the side. I couldn't tell if the sauce is what was carrying the whole spring roll, but honestly, the whole thing really awesome and then we also got the side of the fried rice very good wasn't expecting corn in the fried rice but it was really good i loved it um, it didn't need anything extra no extra soy sauce none of that it was perfect the way that it was for my entree i got the salt and pepper shrimp 
which is $27, and it has the little um, spicy warning there on the side for you. So if you don't do spicy, I wouldn't do this, but it had a nice little kick to it. The noodles with this are um, a spiced spinach noodle. So they're green noodles, and they are very good, um, but it's a huge portion. So my best advice for you is if you're coming here, uh, bring someone that you like to share food with because the portions are large and you can save some money that way with sharing with somebody. Um, that's my biggest advice here. Or you're gonna have leftovers to take home which might not survive the park if you're like in the Florida heat and all of that. But overall, I had an amazing experience here. Um, I love Nine Dragons. It's one of my favorite places at Epcot. I'm always gonna rate this a 10 out of 10. In my book, they were very, very um, on top of my dairy allergy. They asked me like any little amount, there's like 1% of dairy touched it. They came to tell me and to let me know. Um, so they were very on top of that and I really appreciate that. They really cared. So yeah, 10 out of 10. So I've been to Nine Dragons before, but not too often. I don't know why. We probably should come more often, especially after this experience, which did surprise me. Just going back to the spring rolls, not to repeat exactly what Erica said, they were perfectly crunchy, and the inside was just... It's a stupid word, but it's like wholesome, just vegetables. But it's still had a nice flavor. I didn't need to put the sauce on it, although when I did put the sauce on it, it was really good. But I don't know, it just surprised me. Uh, they were really good. They had a, just a nice savory, not overly salted at all on the inside. You actually tasted each vegetable, so I was like, all right, is this fresh? Uh, there was a, with Erica's dairy allergy, they told me, you know, when we... Uh, put in the fryer, there could be a cross-contamination with something else that is dairy. I thought it was nice that they mentioned that. A lot of places wouldn't even mention it. They'd be like, you're going to be fine. Um, then the fried rice, there's a lot of ingredients in that fried rice. Between corn, peas, egg, onions, and again, I would usually run to put soy sauce on a, a fried rice. I didn't have to. The flavor was really good. And it was just enough for like an appetizer type of a portion, or you could get the fried rice with your meal. Uh, for like an extra added charge instead of the steamed white rice which comes with the entrees. So my entree was spicy honey crispy chicken. It has one jalapeno next to it. I didn't find it too spicy at all. $23. Huge portion. I think I ate less than half of it. I'm going to try to take it home, but I don't know. After walking in a park for three, four hours, I don't quite trust it'll be good. But again, crunchy, good white meat chicken pieces on the inside sweet honey but the spice was just enough just a little bit i do like spicy food so you're i'm sure you could ask them to make it not spicy and they'd leave out the jalapenos it came with a nice steamed broccoli which was perfectly crispy and a steamed white rice i tell you this was a really nice good experience i wanted to be able to come on and tell you i hated this they didn't like that i can't i would definitely come to nine dragons and, uh, you know, being from New York, I find it hard to find good Chinese restaurants in Florida. This was like a New York, even better Chinese restaurant. I liked it a lot. So all the desserts are dairy-based ice cream. Erica cannot partake. I did in, in the honor of research and for you guys. Otherwise, do I really want to eat ice cream? Yes, I do. Uh, Boba Blue Magic, celebrating Walt Disney World 50th. House-made butterfly pea flower ice cream and blue lychee jelly topped with creamy milk cap, blueberry popping boba, crunchy toffee, and a fortune cookie. There's a lot going on there. But let me tell you, it works, and it's weird. 
I don't know what butterfly ice cream is. I didn't ask if there were butterflies in the ice cream because I don't want to know because it's so delicious. Uh, the blueberry boba, I don't like boba little popping little jelly balls, but it was good. It was really good. I would order that. It was $10.50. Not cheap for a big heaping scoop of ice cream, but a lot went into it. Somebody thought about it, and they make it here. So it's not like they're getting it in from a box. I would come here just for that as a dessert. Nice. So we realized this was kind of a skeleton crew with just me and Erica. We thank you for joining us and hope that you enjoyed this. We will do more. It's easier to get two people together than it is to get a whole bunch. And that's going to do it for this episode, and we hope to see you soon. Next, we're going to move on to a quick service dining review from Panda, Erica, Rhino, and myself. We went over to Disney's Wilderness Lodge and dined at Roaring Fork after they did a little bit of a change up to their menu and added some extra new items to it. So let's go ahead and hear that review. Now, in terms of the new menu items, there's a new meatloaf, there's a barbecue platter with brisket and burnt ends, there's a noodle salad, and then there's what I decided to get, which is definitely the least exciting of the options. It's not exciting at all. It's an heirloom tomato salad. It's $12.99 with pickled wild mushrooms, burrata, red pepper pesto, and basil. And I like all of these things individually. I'm not sure how I'll feel about it as this little salad, but I'm going to do my best here to get everything on there. Oh, no. Mm. I'm going to struggle here. I need a knife if we have one. That's so, not a knife. No, this is a knife. I promise you that. I've used a knife in my day. Okay, so I got a good amount of the ingredients in there. Let me get a little pesto in here. And let's try this thing out, shall we? I mean, this thing is bursting with flavor. The burrata is excellent. That is the star of this dish. I thought the pickled mushrooms might actually overpower it, but honestly, that's not the case. The only weird thing is I don't see like big chunky salt in here anywhere, but there is like salt rocks in here. And I can tell that from the crunchiness in my teeth. And then also like my mouth is just overwhelmed with salt. But overall, uh, everything is actually balancing together. You know, the basil and tomatoes kind of cool it down. The red pepper adds a little extra zest. I'm, I'm enjoying this, but I don't think it's going to be a, a big enough portion for me in the end. But you know what? For a lighter fare, it might be a good thing. So I'm going to keep eating mine and I'll let someone else talk about their food. The item that I got cornered into having to get was the barbecued brisket and burnt ends. I would have gone with the salad. However, Craig knows I'm iffy on mushrooms, pickled mushrooms. Uh, no, thank you. Although his mushrooms do look actually pretty Pretty decent. Um, but I went with the uh, barbecued brisket and burnt ends, $16.99. It comes with potato hash, fiery coleslaw, and cornbread. Um, and it's a very, very tiny piece of cornbread in here. Oh, no, it's already completely crumbled. So it's just the top, the top of the cornbread to you. Oh, no. So I'm going to do the burnt ends first because that's what I like most when it comes to barbecue. Mm. Meat looks very tender. It's, um, can you try this? There's, um, do you get that tangy sensation in your mouth? Do you know what I'm talking about? Is it vinegar? 
It's a little bit of that, but it's just the barbecue sauce. It's a tangy barbecue sauce. Okay, that, I didn't know if I was going to say it and sauce. be like, ah. Yeah. I think the meat for the burnt ends is cooked very well. The barbecue sauce, on the other hand, for me, is giving me a little, like, mm. I will say, though, the burnt ends, like, I can taste, like, a smokiness in here, which is what I really enjoy. And I'm going to emphasize it again. The meat is incredibly tender, um, which is very nice. Um, on the other hand, this brif br br brisket, it's, it's making me nervous. Craig's the brisket aficionado. Oh, there's a lot of fat on that one. I'm just going to go ahead and, oh, I got a potato. I'm going to go ahead and... I think there may be a different barbecue sauce on the brisket, um, but again, this meat is cooked very well. Um, it's pretty good. I actually like this barbecue sauce a little bit more, um, but um, I mean, I'm digging it. This seems like a lot of food, too, for, for my portion, because there's three big slices of brisket, then the burnt ends. I kind of wish there were more burnt ends, because that's where I was going to. Um, in my um, potato hash underneath here, I feel like calling it a potato hash is a little... We're playing fast and loose with that because I was expecting like um, that's leftover breakfast potatoes. Yes, and then there's a random cut up strings of tomato in here with like a random little bit of that's, a that's a, a bell pepper. That's a bell pepper there. Oh, that's oh, it is. It's two peppers. Yeah, yeah so it's green and red. Pepper. Yeah, and so um, there's not really. I mean. The peppers are good and stuff. There's not really much to the to potatoes. Disney does that thing where they make the potatoes so tiny. I feel like this would have benefited from, like, the larger cut kind. But um, I think it's good to be in here in terms of, like, there's a lot of sauce in this dish. Um, there is no hope for me even being able to pick up this coleslaw. That's cornbread. I said coleslaw. That is cornbread. Mama's, got, Mama's having something. Something's going on in Mama's brain today. And now the thing that everyone was waiting for, the fiery coleslaw. You're having no problems picking that up, by the way. It's not fiery. Oh, it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Actually, that is very spicy. I really like that coleslaw. Overall, this dish is better than I... I'm enjoying this more than I thought I would. Let me finish it and lay off for a second. I got the country-style baked meatloaf, which says buttery green peas, chunky mashed potatoes, and mushroom gravy. I loved when Wolfgang Puck Express, oh, it's $14.99. When Wolfgang Puck Express used to have bacon-wrapped meatloaf, so I'm a little hopeful that this might be something like that. Uh, it's a nice little meatloaf that somebody formed. I'm going to get some gravy on it. Wow. Surprisingly tasty, filled with onions, which I love. It was really good. I wasn't expecting, actually. I mean, I make a pretty good meatloaf. It's got some ketchup-y type gravy on the top, and then it has like a, like a brown gravy on the side. I'm gonna taste these peas that seem to have some cheese on them. Peas are kind of plain. Let's see if the mashed potatoes do any good. They're hard. The mashed potatoes are hard. They're not very chunky. smooth. They're chunk, they are. Chunky. They said chunk, chunk. Not like a creamy, buttery mashed potato, more like a salty mashed potato without a lot of stuff in it but if i mix the peas with that yeah but the the star of this the meatloaf it's actually really good so i got the asian style noodle salad you can get this with either chicken shrimp or tofu 
I went for the tofu option, which had it at $11.29. And it's just got some mixed veggies in here. There's some crispy rice and there's fried um, wonton strips. So it's going to be a nice, like crunchy little meal. It's going to have a lot of texture to it. Um, there's also a soy vinaigrette on the top. So let's just jump into this, see if it's any good here. We got some peppers in here. There's uh, some onions. We got the tofu on here. Let's take a bite. The soy vinaigrette is doing way more than I thought it would. You can actually like feel the taste come through. And the onions and the peppers give a really great taste to it. But it's nothing that's um, like overly flavorful. Um, good option for anyone that likes Asian style food. I'm not super crazy about it right now, but I feel like if I keep eating it, I'll like it a lot more because of the wonton strips. Um, I just think they did a lot with the cilantro on the top. There's there's a lot of it. So if you're not a cilantro fan, try to ask um, with no cilantro. But I do like the texture of this dish so far. Um, I feel like I need to get deeper in it to know if I like it, but I do like the texture of this tofu they have. They fry it in a fryer. Um, it's lightly fried, so it's not soggy tofu. So that's something to keep in mind because some places have really soggy tofu, not good. This is good tofu. Okay, so for my dessert, I went and I asked the cast members, hey, do you have any dairy-free desserts that I could possibly try? Here at Roaring Forks, all they have is a dairy-free chocolate chip cookie. Um, it comes in a little package, but it was actually pretty good. One of the better dairy-free chocolate chip cookies I've had. So if you're visiting um, this resort and looking for a dairy-free treat, they do have something here for you. And it's actually pretty good. The chocolate chunks were very nicely spread out thick cookie too so it's it's big you can share it with someone or you can be like me i ate the whole thing myself i was very proud of myself for that one but it was really good i really liked it i give it you know a good nine out of ten for a cookie but i liked it a lot we were little piggies and got three desserts i believe there's actually four new desserts but we got three of them because uh, we can only eat so much, right? So uh, we went with the bear moose cake, the Humphrey beehive, and the blueberry thyme crumb pie. Uh, some people say thyme. I like to pronounce my H's. So the bear moose cake was a raspberry mousse, almond cake, and dark chocolate ganache. Uh, $7.99. The Humphrey beehive was Humphrey's passion is honey. That's in the description. I don't know why it sounds like that. Why you have to honey. But you do. Chocolate cake with passion fruit mousse, sugar bees, and a white chocolate Humphrey was on that. There is no description of the blueberry thyme crumb pie. I think it speaks for itself. Um, for me, I didn't love any of the desserts um, just because I was like, eh. I mean, they, I thought the blueberry thyme crumb pie was uh, had like uh, it was like fresh blueberries, which was I thought very nice. But um, the beehive was okay. I'm not a big fan of passion fruit, and that's why I'm realizing now what the flavor was in it, what I didn't love. But you got to have it, like, you got to evenly, it needs, like, the sugar bees, because I think there's, like, a texture thing for me there, where it's a lot of, like, squishy material. Like, I, I like my teeth to work for their rent in my mouth. And then um, the bear moose cake, he was cute, but, uh, yeah, that's a no for me, bear. Um, it was just, again, very mushy. Very raspberry. It did vaguely remind me of those like cookies they used to have when I was younger that were like, uh, it was like a cookie, a little bit of raspberry, marshmallow on top, and then like covered in a chocolate thing. My grandfather loved those things. 
I feel like they went away. They came back. I don't know. Panda says they're somewhere in Canada. Canada, Epcot. Not real Canada. Um, so that's it. That's my take on the desserts. I'm sure that everyone hated it, but thank you for your time. I'm going to keep this short and sweet, just like the desserts. Uh, I'm with Rhino with the, uh, the, the texture of two of them were gelatinous congealments. Some people like that. If you like a flan-type jello texture, they're okay. I didn't like any of them except that blueberry thyme pie. Love that. That was like a cobbler. If that was hot and had vanilla ice cream on top, epic. Like, really good. I'd, I would go eat that again. That was really good. But the other two, not for me. Just the, the flavors were there. The raspberry and the chocolate goes together. But it's that mushy texture. I'm also going to keep this short and sweet just like Panda did because I really can't describe the desserts any other way than how they did. And yes, I'm also coming into this one with a little bit of bias because I've said many times over, I don't like chocolate and fruit mixed together. So with the Humphrey Beehive having the chocolate cake with passion fruit mousse, that was just not good for me right away, uh, as well as the bear mousse cake, the raspberry mousse with the dark chocolate ganache. It was a little too much, but I did enjoy the almond cake and the raspberry mousse together. So once you get in under the chocolate, I thought that one could work a little bit. Uh, but for $7.99 for both of those desserts, I wouldn't get either of them again. I would absolutely get the blueberry thyme crumb pie again. $6.29 for that little pie. That's way too expensive. The next way, way. time you're here? Yeah. Boom. Boom. You got That was good. That was great. That was I me. loved it. Serving you. That was good. Well, I enjoyed that's it. That's also another kitchen joke. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, yeah, it was, it was really good. And I love a good fruit pie like that with lots of crumbles on top. And I thought the thyme added a nice little bit of earthiness to it. Uh, it just, yeah, if you would have had a little ice cream with it, it would have been absolutely Perfect, but I, I would get this one again, and I believe they're going to rotate that kind of crumb pie seasonally. So this is the current pie that they have. We'll have to see what they come up with for the next one. A lot of the reviews that we're going to be doing will focus around restaurants that we haven't done reviews for in a long time or Ever because there's actually a, a big list of those as well that we have to get to. Uh, but we're also going to look at restaurants when they have new menu items added that were, you know, kind of interesting choices for us in the past. Uh, and that's where this next review comes into play. Uh, we've had a weird history with boat rights over at Port Orleans Riverside. It's a restaurant that Pete hated for years and then eventually said that it was actually, you know, they they made some changes to it and the food was okay. And now they uh, changed up the menu slightly. So he wanted to go investigate it, see what was going on over at boat rights. So he planned a dinner with himself, uh, Panda, and then from the DVC show, Jody. So let's go ahead and give that a listen. So let's go ahead and check this out. There's a French onion soup on the menu. Uh, just for the point of reference, if you've watched my, if you haven't watched my review of Tritons, was it, um, on the Disney Wonder, talking about the French onion soup, you really should go watch that youtube.com slash DCL fan, because that will be a, uh, give you a base for my discussions about French onion soup. Okay, so for the appetizer, no surprise, 
I ordered the French onion soup au gratin, which was $10 for a nice size crock of French onion soup. Absolutely delicious. Absolutely delicious. Up until this point, I had felt that Steakhouse 71 had the best French onion soup on property. And I don't think that's the case anymore. I think this was the best I've had in a long time. Certainly not what I had on the cruise. And while I'm on that point, Disney Cruise Line, if you're watching, call Boatwright. Get the recipe for the French onion soup. Get the recipe. This is how you make French onion soup. Not that crap you're serving. But it was delicious. Um, we also ordered the Mardi Gras fritters, which were house-made pimento cheese fritters with a pepper jelly. That was so good, I ordered, I literally ordered a second one because I, I there, were, there were three fritters on the plate, there were three of us, everybody had one. I was not satisfied with one fritter. I was not satisfied with one fritter. It was delicious, it reminded me a lot I know I'm making all these references to Disney Cruise Line, but uh, it reminded me a lot of the fried, uh, the fried brie on Disney Cruise Line, which I love. Really good. They serve it with a, a cranberry relish. A uh, really nice mix, that brie cheese with that sweet cranberry. Uh, really good. This pepper jelly on top is the same thing. It's got that sweetness. You've got the crunch of the fried, uh, the fried shell of it, and the, uh, the softness of the cheese inside. Really, really delicious. Um, really nice, nice dish. Like I said, I'm also really hungry. I haven't eaten all day. So I'm like being a pig with the cornbread, the French onion soup, and, and, and the Mardi Gras fritters. But the Mardi Gras fritters are $12. Worth it. Obviously, I ordered two. Hi, uh, so I had the French onion soup, and I do love French onion soup. I don't know if I'm as big of a connoisseur as you folks, but I thought it was absolutely delicious. Very rich, thick, lots of cheese. It was absolutely delicious. Uh, as far as the fritters go, those were also very good, but I was trying to save room for my shrimp and grits coming soon, so I, I only had one, unlike Pete. What do you think about cornbread? Cornbread, delicious, delicious. But butter, cornbread, what's not to like? It was awesome. Okay, so the French onion soup. When I saw it on the menu, I knew it's going to be a thing because we have this history with French onion soup. And Pete takes a taste and says, you know, it's good. Second taste says better than Steakhouse 71, which is kind of like our compass for it. And it is a deep, rich beef broth with onions. And then there's kind of an aftertaste of more richness and just a satisfying French onion flavor. It's exactly how it's supposed to be. And I thought, why can't the cruise line do this? The fritters, wow. Okay, I like pimento cheese. These are deep fried, crispy, with the pimento cheese melting on the inside. I tasted it without this jam, and I thought, I don't want the sweet jam to ruin it because it's a red pepper jam something. No, it was great. The red pepper jam on the next piece was amazing. And the cornbread, I know it's just cornbread, but I taste a lot of cornbread in Florida that's, 
I don't know, bland. And I go back to Long Island and I didn't know pizza, there's a north, northern cornbread and a southern, and southern is not that sweet. This is the northern type cornbread and it's really good. It reminded me back in kindergarten when we made one. I actually remember, the fat kid remembers the day that we made cornbread <laughs> in kindergarten. But uh, yeah, this so far appetizer is really nice. Hi there, so I got the deep, South Shrimp and Grits, it's $26. It was absolutely delicious. The grits were really thick and creamy. It's like a creamy white sauce. Had some, um, I think they, they weren't grilled shrimp. They were just steamed, I think, or cooked shrimp. And had some andouille sausage on the top. It was very yummy. Shrimp were cooked perfectly, not overdone, not chewy. But I really liked the, the creamy grit sauce. Very filling, uh, couldn't finish the whole thing. It was delicious though. All right, for dinner, I, again, as I did the last time because I wanted to check consistency, uh, I ordered the Taste of the Bayou. It's an all-you-care-to-enjoy platter that has hickory-smoked pork ribs, crispy Cajun chicken, smoked sausage, barbecued beef brisket, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, roasted corn with Cajun butter and seasonal vegetables. Uh, and this is $36, and it's all you care to eat. So they'll keep bringing stuff back as you, as you eat it. Now, because I gorged on the fritters, I didn't have as much room to ask for seconds. But there are things on here I would actually have, absolutely would have asked uh, for more of. Um, the brisket. Brisket, tender enough to cut with a fork. Absolutely delicious. My only, and it's not a complaint, my only observation, this barbecue sauce that they use on this dish has a lot of spice to it. So if you're sensitive to heat in your spices, this is something you're gonna want to avoid. But then again, this restaurant is something you want to avoid. It's Louisiana themed, and as a result, the food is gonna have I'm gonna have some spice to it. Um, the uh, brisket was delicious. The andouille sausage was delicious. The ribs were phenomenal. They were literally like fall off the bone, tender. Um, again, it had that heat in the barbecue sauce, but I can overlook that. Um, the two things that I was a little disappointed with, the corn on the cob that they give you, um, it was overcooked. The, cor the, the corn was mushy when you bit into it. I really like there to be some crunch, some freshness to it. The same thing is true with the string beans they have on the plate. Uh, these were overcooked, kind of mushy, as opposed to a more al dente that has that, 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 that crisp snap to them. But that's a personal preference. Just, but that's really, if I have to complain about anything on this dish, that's it. That's all I've got for you. Um, food is delicious. The macaroni and cheese was quite good, needed some salt, but then again, I salt everything. But I intentionally did not salt this dish before I ate it. I wanted to see what needed salt. I'm trying to get better about that. Wanted to see what needed salt. Um, and the mac and cheese definitely needed salt. Uh, the mashed potatoes on this dish were plain. There was no gravy with them. At Panda's suggestion, I took the sweet butter, or, or was it, was that your suggestion? It was Jody's suggestion. I thought it was Panda's. I think everything is. I told it to you. 
I took the sweet butter that they serve with the cornbread. And I put it in these mashed potatoes. And oh my God, my life is different now. It was so good. It was so good. So to the restaurant, because I'm sure you're watching this, um, that not a terrible thing to do with these mashed potatoes. Throw some of that butter on there. Um, that sweet butter worked brilliantly with them. Um, I would have liked it if there had been a gravy with the mashed potatoes of some kind. Just because dry mashed potatoes is eh. But they were good. They were good. The, the whole dish was good. Um, except the chicken. Not that the chicken was bad. It's kids' chicken tenders. I got a taste of Panda's fried chicken that he's going to talk about in a moment. That was some delicious fried chicken. That's fried chicken that rivals Publix fried chicken. Have you ever heard me talk about Publix fried chicken? Um, that is really, really good fried chicken. This, it's a kid's chicken tender. I think they can do better with that. But overall, absolutely delicious meal. Certainly worth the, what did I say it was? $36? Considering it's all you care to enjoy, especially if you have a healthy appetite, you cannot go wrong. The food was very, very good. Um, and at that price, you can get refills all you want. I got the crispy Cajun chicken, spicy battered chicken breast off the bone. I thought it was gonna be on the bone, boneless. Red beans and rice, collard greens with house-made pickles. Oh, I didn't even know it had pickles. Okay, so this chicken breast is easily within the top five that I've probably ever eaten in my life. It was tender, it was hot, it was crispy. The Cajun spices for me, scale of one to 10, I'm gonna say it was a seven. And I like spice, so it was pretty good. It gave me a heat, but not like a, like sometimes you get heat, but there's no flavor. This was a flavored heat, it was good. It wasn't like just for the sake of being hot. And uh, I'm, I'm wondering if Pete was supposed to get that, I wonder if Pete was supposed to get that chicken because they said they can make one that's less spicy. And I'm just wondering if that's why he got kids' chicken heads, because this chicken was out of this world. It really was. Collard greens, I don't have a, a bar, a measurement for collard greens, because I'm not used to it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. The rice and beans was rice and beans. Maybe a little dry, but I'm guessing that's what rice and beans was. But it tasted good. But again, that chicken breast was just flavorful and delicious. That was $25. Or is it 20 No, 25 Wow, I would come back just for that chicken. It was pretty amazing. Okay, so we got three desserts and all three of us tried all three. And one was the Mississippi Mud Creme Brulee. Gotta say, didn't like it. It was very chocolatey and very, tasted very like a strong cocoa flavor. Like you're almost eating cocoa powder. That's me, if you love chocolate and cocoa, then probably it's it's your thing. The other thing was the peach blackberry cobbler, and it has a sorbet on the top. Blackberry sorbet, it's beautiful. Very yummy if you're a cobbler person, which I'm typically not. Um, it's delicious, you'd love it. 
Um, but the winner for me was the Southern Cheesecake. Absolutely delicious. It had a bourbon caramel sauce on the side. We got it on the side and I'm glad that we did because I found the sauce to be much too sweet for me. I'm not a big sweets person, so a lot of this is lost on me. I'm not a big chocolate person, but the, the cheesecake was delicious, rich, fluffy, and light, but still creamy. Um, but again, I liked it better without the sauce, but I, I know that Panda did like the sauce, and you'll get to hear his review shortly. Keeping it short and sweet. Uh, again, I'm agreeing with Jody with that Mississippi mud creme brulee. I'm not a creme brulee person, just for consistency wise as it is. Chocolate creme brulee, still not my thing. The peach blackberry cobbler was a nice tart cobbler. And then having the blackberry uh, sorbet, sorbet I, it was really good. I liked it. But again, the winner was that Southern cheesecake. Classic vanilla cheesecake with a bourbon caramel sauce garnished with pecan praline brittle. Brittle delicious, and the way Jody said, she was happy they put the sauce on the side because it was too sweet for her. I'm happy they put it on the side, but for a different reason. I dipped my cheesecake in it. Oh, heaven, I loved the sweetness of it. And I'm not a, I, I tasted bourbon, I think. I don't know, whatever it was, it was delicious. But the cheesecakes reminded me of like a New York style cheesecake. Absolutely delicious. Before I get to my thoughts on uh, the dessert and the restaurant as a whole, I want to give a special shout out to our server tonight, Justin. It's been phenomenal, boy. On top of the drinks, knows the menu backwards and forwards, was able to make some really good recommendations to us. So I highly recommend him if you're coming here, if he's working. Absolutely, absolutely ask for Justin. He's was fantastic. Um, now these desserts, these desserts disappointed me, but not for the reason you think. I don't like giving overwhelmingly positive reviews to places. Because no place is perfect, right? No place is perfect. Everything has its faults. I'm having trouble finding them here. I'm being honest with you. I'm not a professional food critic, right? I'm not a professional chef. I'm a guy who knows what he likes and I have a platform on the internet to talk about it. That's what I am. I wanted, I so wanted to have something to complain about with one of these desserts. That cheesecake, I can't stop eating it. That is one of the best cheesecakes I've ever had. And that sounds over the top, but it really isn't. It is light, yet dense. It has a flavor. Oh my God, the flavor is, is incredible. Um, really well done gra uh, graham cracker crust. Um, I didn't try the bourbon sauce because I don't drink and I don't like the taste of alcohol in my mouth. Um, the uh, cobbler, let me see that menu. I could, please. Thank you. The peach blackberry cobbler, $10 with the blackberry sorbet. I'm assuming from how these taste, they're homemade. I can't imagine these are being brought in from outside the restaurant. And if they are, I want the address and the phone number of the place right now. 
um, the Mississippi Mud Creme Brulee, uh, also $10. Cheesecake was $10. Um, the Mississippi Mud Creme Brulee, it's delicious. Chocolatey, nice, nice sugar uh, crust. The, uh, right? This is sugar crust, yeah. They fire it to make it a crust. Um, nice sugar crust, nice crunch to it. Um, the creme brulee itself, smooth, delicious. Uh, great chocolate flavor. It's the first time I've ever had a chocolate creme brulee. Absolutely loved it. So I can't pick between these three, really. Well, yes, I can. The cheesecake is my favorite. The cheesecake is my favorite. Do yourself a favor. Go out of your way. Go out of your way to try this cheesecake. This cheesecake alone is worth coming to this restaurant. It is so good. It is so absolutely delicious. So, yeah, you know, I can honestly report that because this is my third or fourth time back here since doing my last review. And I can honestly report this restaurant turned a corner. It used to be the worst restaurant on property. It is now one of the best. I have no trouble saying this is one of the best places to come and eat on property. And you could knock me over with a feather that I say that about this place. Never thought that would happen. But they not only changed the menu and, 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 and improved on it dramatically, they've kept it consistent. So whatever's going on in the kitchen is working. I hope they keep it working. Okay, so I had wrapped this review, right? Like I was done, but I hadn't gotten the check yet. So I thought I would come back on and just tell you that the meal for three people, now keep in mind, we ordered lots of extras. So this is not a great, uh, don't, base, don't base it on this. We ordered extras of things. Okay, we ordered multiple desserts. We ordered lots of extras. So, but the total for this was $191.89. For three adults on Disney property, that's about right. That's about right. It's about 60 some odd dollars a person. Um, so, I have no trouble with that. And that's before I even ask him if they have an annual pass discount. So that's just the regular price. $191.89 is the cost. And our final review of this Disney dining show comes courtesy of Pete, Erica, and myself. Well, one of our big gaps that we had on our dining review list was Ale and Compass. I know that Jackie and Denny at one point in time went and did a breakfast review of it, uh, but I could not find any trace of a lunch or dinner review. And lunch and dinner do have separate menus, so uh, this is one of those weird ones that we went for a lunch review, but what you hear about it for lunch isn't the same experience as dinner. And there's a lot of restaurants at Walt Disney World that 
just have that one standard menu throughout the day. This is not one. So uh, very, very particular about this being a lunch review and not a dinner review. But yeah, the the three of us got together. And uh, on top of that, too, you'll hear from this. I actually asked Patreon to plan what my meal would be for that day. So get a little uh, audience participation in there. And I'm going to uh, probably be doing that for any review that I'm a part of moving on in the future because I I feel like I, I try to be as adventurous as I can be at Disney, which doesn't have a lot of adventurous food, in my opinion. And then I'm like sitting there thinking, like, am I just playing it too safe? Am, am I ordering what I think will be the most popular things that people want to know about? So rather than try to guess if it's what the most popular thing is, I'll let... I'll let people out there actually tell me this is what we want to see. And I feel like that's a good method, at least to to try to get what the people want out there into it. So uh, that's that aspect of this lunch review as well. So let's go ahead and give it a listen. For my appetizer, I got the Parker House Rolls and Spread. This is... Uh, Five Parker House Rolls with a bacon jam, a pub cheese, and a citrus butter for $13. This was actually quite good. Um, the citrus butter wasn't my favorite. Uh, the tanginess of it made it taste like the butter had gone bad. Um, so that wasn't enjoyable. The bacon jam, on the other hand, and the pub cheese. Amazing individually putting them together on one of these rolls I'm done I'm done it was really good however I really feel like it should just be the bread service for the table and not this upcharge of $13 for it um, I think that would be a nice touch if it wasn't a starter, if it was just the bread service for the table. Um, but no, it was very good. It was very good. I really enjoyed it. So for my starter, I got the buffalo style cauliflower. And it was actually really good. It wasn't too spicy, nothing too crazy. Um, it was really nice crunchy um there was a lot of like sauce at the bottom so if you got cauliflower closer to the bottom it was a little bit spicier obviously and that went for nine dollars it's not too bad it was a pretty big portion actually and i thought it was a great starter for someone who doesn't eat meat or you know can't have dairy stuff like that and it was just really nice i'm full from it but i'm still hungry for my tacos but yeah really good really good 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 starter Today for my meal, I let our Patreon supporters decide what I was going to have. And for the appetizer, they ultimately chose the lobster and corn chowder with herbs and house-made oyster crackers for $13. I thought that overall, I, I actually liked this. The, uh, the chowder itself had a little bit of a, a zip to it. I think from something like Old Bay-style seasoning, you know, it had... It had just a little spicy kick to it, but it still had a lot of like celery flavor. Uh, the potatoes that were inside the chowder were just really like 
they were just a little too hard for my taste. Um, I wish I would have been a little bit softer, but you know, it did make the texture of the entire thing a little bit more interesting. There wasn't really a lot of lobster at all. There was a decent amount of corn, but for a lobster chowder, you would hope for just a little bit more. And the one thing I did not like about this though was the house-made oyster crackers. It was basically two uh, saltine-sized crackers that they were really, really overbaked. So even when I took one and dipped it all the way into the soup and let it sit there for a while, it still did not soften up at all. And I had to crack through it with the spoon. It was just way too hard, whether that was overcooked, stale, I'm not sure. Uh, but I would get this again. The chowder was super creamy. And you know what? It hit the spot. I don't feel too full for my lunch. It's about to come. Okay, for my main course, I had the grilled cheese sandwich and tomato soup, which um, by itself is $13. Uh, it's artisanal country bread, aged white cheddar, Gruyere cheese, Gruyere and Fontina cheese uh, with truffle butter. Uh, you can add applewood smoked bacon or country ham, and the price is another $4 higher at $17. I did that. I got the bacon added to mine. Um, and I will say that it was good. The grilled cheese sandwich was a grilled cheese sandwich. There was nothing exceptional about it. Um, it wasn't awful, um, which for this restaurant is an accomplishment uh, based on my history here. Um, but it was, it was okay. It was okay is the best I can say about it. Um, the tomato soup, on the other hand, uh, was really more like hot tomato sauce. Um, I prefer a creamier tomato soup. This did not have any of that, and there was no cream anywhere near this. So it was very acidic. Um, and basically, yeah, like just like eating an unseasoned red sauce is what I would call it. So it's really grilled cheese and unseasoned red sauce should be the name of the dish. But at $17, I really can't complain. It's not ridiculously overpriced uh, for what it is. Okay, so for my meal, I got the blackened sustainable fish tacos and they let me know that it was mahi. So they're mahi-mahi fish tacos. And it comes with chilled cucumber slaw, avocado, and chipotle remoulade and flour tortillas. Um, I actually really like this meal. It's only $17, not bad for getting three tacos. The fish was seasoned really well. That was my first comment the minute I tried it. I was like, wow, this really tastes phenomenal. Um, I just wish that the chilled cucumber slaw was actually a little more cold. I think it was missing that. Might have been because it was maybe sitting under a heat lamp or just was sitting around for a little while. But I wish that, and that's the only issue I had with it. I love the chipotle um, uh, remoulade, remoulade. Is that how you say it? Um, it was really good. It wasn't too spicy, but added some extra flavor. But overall, really great dish. I give it a good, like, 8 out of 10. When I put the poll out for Patreon, it was a split tie for first between the fish tacos, the uh, the ones that Erica had, the black and sustainable fish tacos, and the other one that was tied for first was the bacon and Vermont cheddar burger with caramelized onion on a Parker House bun, applewood smoked bacon, lettuce, tomato, and herb mayonnaise for $21, and so... I went with the burger because Erica had the fish tacos. And honestly, I was uh, 
I was not blown away by this burger. It was definitely under-seasoned. I ordered it medium, and it was cooked perfectly. So that really impressed me. When I cut it in half, I was not expecting to see a medium burger on there because I think our food was sitting under the heat lamp for a little bit. But no, it was it was cooked perfectly. But yeah, it just it had no... The meat had no flavor to it. It was relying on the bacon and the cheese and the herb mayonnaise. Uh, and none of that stuff really shined for me. And some of like the tomatoes and lettuce started to get soggy. So that was really kind of throwing off the, the flavor overall. Uh, the French fries served with it were some of the best French fries I've had on property. They were thick. They were oversalted. And they just, uh, they really hit the spot. So the burger was pretty underwhelming. Uh, if it was seasoned better, I would probably put it in the runnings for, you know, some of the better burgers I've had on property. But it didn't really impress me, much like this place, which is dark and makes me feel like I walked in here and like, took a Valium or something because I'm just I'm tired and I was wide awake when I came in here and I don't know what's happening now. All right. So the price for uh, of our meal uh, for four adults, uh, considering my annual pass discount was $142. So roughly $37 a person, I think that works out to, or something close, something like that. Um, don't judge me, I'm doing math in my head. Um, so let's figure $40 a person. Uh, do I think this was worth $40 a person for lunch? No. No. Um, am I offended at $40 a person for lunch? No, I'm not. Um, and while I would not necessarily go out of my way to come back here, uh, it's not a place I'm going to actively avoid either the way I have in the past. Um, it is a reasonable option. Um, if you're in the area, if you're in Epcot and just want to get out of the parks and take a break, I think there are better options around Crescent Lake for you, Big River Grill being one of them. Um, but barring that, um, I also think that this no longer deserves to be on my list of worst restaurants on Disney property because it's been on that list for many, many years. I've considered this one of the worst restaurants at Disney. Um, and after having this experience, I really can't say that. I really can't say that it deserves that. Is it on the best list? No, it's not. But it certainly isn't on the worst. And that's going to do it for this week's Disney Dining Show. I already know where the featured review is going to be from next week. It's an interesting one. I think everyone will want to tune in and give it a listen. And, of course, maybe there will be extra reviews at the end. We'll just have to wait and see what we do with it. But thank you to everyone out there for taking the time to listen to this. And I, I don't think I stated it well enough at the beginning thank you to everyone who did reach out about the disney dining show and being upset that it wasn't being updated i totally take that on my shoulders it was my fault that it wasn't being updated and kept up with uh, life just gets in the way sometimes but uh it was really humbling and i felt honored knowing how many people really missed it being part of their their audio feeds and so i just i was completely blown away by that i i felt 
to this show that sometimes I was just doing it for myself and people weren't listening that much, uh, but that is clearly not the case. So thank you so much for your support. Thank you for your continued support. And I truly hope that you will uh, stick with us through the future, even with some of the ups and downs that we might experience over the next couple months. Uh, but the Disney Dining Show is back and we are going to try to help you make good decisions about dining at Walt Disney World. Uh, so if you could just do me a favor and make sure that you are subscribed to the Disney Dining Show, that would be a huge help. And uh, on top of that, too, if you listen in a place where you can leave a rating, review, any sort of feedback, please do that as well. And you can always email me, Craig at DisneyInfo.com, if you have any issues with the feed, if you have anything you want to see done differently, uh, just any feedback in general. My email is always open. I will always be there to read and answer it. Uh, but with that, it's going to do it for this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Disney Dining Show. Take care. Bye-bye. Stay hungry. Stay hungry.